The game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. And the Oilers' eight-game winning streak comes to an end with a 7-4 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. So here's the type of night that it was. The guy who had four goals was the second star. <laughs> that was Steven Stamkos. By the way, he's never had a four-goal game. Are you tonight. serious? I checked. Tw- this is his 12th hat trick, first four-goal game. He's you had think, 530 goals in his career. one at some point. Yes. I, to hockeyreference.com. But the guy who stole the show, stole the game, and Rob, before the game, we spent a lot of time talking about the offensive players in this game, but we forgot a little bit about <laughs> the great Lightning goaltender. So Vasilevsky... It's now 51 saves as the Oilers had 55 shots on goal. Vasilevsky with 51 saves tonight. The third time in his career he's made 50 or more saves in a game. He's won two of the three games, <laughs> and they got a point in the other one. You know, you know what's funny? Reed, before the game, we had John Shannon here, and he talked about how superstars love playing against superstars. And we focused on Kucherov having a big night against McDavid. Now, Kucherov did not have a good night tonight at all. Scored a beautiful goal, but he did not have a good night. But we now you start thinking about Vasilevsky is as big a superstar as there anyone in the National Hockey League. He's backstopped this Lightning team to a couple Stanley Cups. He's considered by many to be the best goalie and best money goalie in the National Hockey League. So it was the superstar did stand up tonight. And then you have Steven Stamkos. He scores four goals tonight in a hockey game. So uh, we thought a lot about it being going to be Kucherov, but two other stars on the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stamkos and Vasilevsky, have huge nights, and they're both the big reason why the Edmonton Oilers failed to get two points. Yeah, the Lightning got, we're, we're down 3-2 after two, and then they got three goals on Stuart Skinner. Nugent Hopkins with Skinner pulled for an extra attacker, got a goal back, and then two empty netters by the Lightning. Sorelli and then Stamkos with six seconds left. So that's how we got to 7-4. 11 goals in this game. They were all scored in that one net by the Zamboni entrance, except for Nugent Hopkins' goal, huh. oddly enough. Well, the fans that Just bought, in the random w- bought tickets in the one end, they saw a lot of action. And with 55 shots, the Oilers one shy of a team record. They had 56 against Colorado in uh, 2013. They had 55 against the Minnesota North Stars back in 85-86. So the, the records we're talking about aren't the win streak. It's, uh, it's uh, almost getting a record for shots on goal. But First of all, before we talk about uh, Skinner and some of the goals against, I think we got to talk about Vasilevsky and the Oilers' attack because for the most part, inside the Tampa Bay blue line, the Oilers did everything you would want to do with the puck. The Oilers were fantastic offensively tonight. Uh, you generate that kind of offense against, uh, you know, it's not the same Tampa team as we've seen in the past. And obviously they don't have Hedman in the lineup. And that is a huge, huge difference. Hedman's in the lineup. I don't see the Oilers getting 55 points or 55 shots. But the Oilers generated so much tonight. And at the end of the night, the team with the better goaltender won, Fashilevsky. Here's Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. I believe it was 53 shots. You must be doing something well. Uh, pushing. Um, you know, even after the first period, uh, I know we were down 2-0, but, you know, I thought we made a couple of mistakes and um, it cost us. 
but overall, I thought we could add a few more goals, or could have had some goals in the sec or in the first period. We got them in the second, um, but overall, pretty pretty good, um, pretty good effort by the guys. I would like us, you know, work on some things, but the effort was there, and um, yeah, we just came up a little short. Stuart Skinner was pretty, you know, honest and, and, you know, direct about his own play. He felt like, you know, in his words, that he lost the game for the team. I mean, what do you hear, what do you think when you hear that as the coach? And, you know, what what do you think about the kind of the accountability that he has for himself? Um, yeah, I, I hear a guy who cares, um, putting out a 100% effort every time he hits the ice, whether it's games or practices. I know he came up big in the... Uh, second period with some big saves. I know we didn't wasn't tested very much, but I know at the end of the second period, came up a huge save, uh, maintained the one goal lead going into the uh, third period. Um, yeah, there's a couple that he probably wants back in the in the third period, but um, yeah, we'll um, all our guys have bad games and we'll put them behind us. Chris, this question is from Cam. Uh, he wanted to know if you think that Skinner looked or maybe felt a little bit tired, and if that's a concern. No, I, I think tonight was, um, um, yeah, no, the last week he hasn't played very much. Yes, he played the previous game. Um, I think the workload in that game was um, pretty adequate. Uh, I think maybe just it's tough for the goalies when they're not getting the flow. Um, a lot of time in the offensive zone, they're not getting the shots. It's You kind of maybe lose focus. I'm not sure what it was, but, you know, I don't think that had anything to do with it. It looks like with uh, with Drysidel, you've had a few combinations of wingers. You're trying some different things there. What what are you seeing, and what did you think of the the Janmark and and Fogel uh, pairing with him? Uh, I think they had a lot of good chances tonight, and they spent a lot of time in the offensive zone. I think the only time we got away from was um, when uh, Leo was taking key faceoffs in the defensive zone. Otherwise, I think pretty much all his shifts were um, with those two wingers. And I meant more over the last number of games where you moved things around a little bit. How are you liking kind of what you're seeing through that middle part of your lineup? Well, we'll let them play through it and kind of build some chemistry. And tonight I thought they had more chances than they gave up. And I know it didn't show up on the plus minus for them. but um, And I think they could have had several goals, especially early in the game. Chris, how do you react when you know your team's playing that well, especially the second period? You're all over them. Vasilevsky, you know, showed why he's maybe the best goalie in the league. Do you take solace out of that, or is it like, hey, part of your job is to score? How do you, how do you approach it at a point like that where maybe you could have put the game away? Well, there's always going to be games where you play well enough that you should have won, and there's going to be games that you win that um, you don't. And uh, tonight is going to be one of those where. You know, it just didn't work out. I, I liked our guys' effort, and we do that again, play like that more often than not, then we'll win. And um, I came in here and we talked about uh, the process and doing things right, and we can't always look at the outcome. Tonight's one of those times we can't look at the outcome because there was more good than bad tonight. All right, thank you guys. Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Oilers fall 7-4 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the eight-game win streak is over. The Oilers back to 500, 13-13-1. The Lightning are 14-12-5.
So, Rob, we were talking about you were touching on the Oilers' uh, attacking game, did a lot of things well, just couldn't finish, and Vasilevsky a big part of that. And you were saying, I mean, he's... Sometimes goalies get put in their own category, and I understand why, but I think if you were just to list the 10 best players in the game, you'd put Vasilevsky there. And yep. what struck me tonight, and I've, I, of course we've seen him for years, he's, he's a big guy, but can you... This the shots that go off his arms and shoulders <laughs> that you felt were, were going in, or were to be a save that he might have to move on, but he's just so big up there that they, they hit him and they go to the corner. Well, that and there is the one, or two or three actually, late in the game where he lays across the goal line. He gets his legs spread all the way out, and he's such a big man, and the strength that, I mean, there's one, Leon hit it four times and just kept bouncing off the pad, bouncing off the pad. Uh, how many times have we seen when we've had those scrambles that we saw at the very end where eventually they push the puck across the goal line? Um, yeah, I would agree he'd be 10 best players in the world. He'd be If you're going to build a start a franchise, I mean, you got Connor McDavid, but as you're going down, Vasilevsky would be certainly in the top 10 players you'd want to start a franchise with. Uh, he's a money goalie, comes up big in big moments. And, and I know that Bob and Mooner at the end of the game were talking about the fact that uh, Vasilevsky outplayed Skinner. Well, I would think you would expect that. I mean, Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the in the league. If not, he's the second best, whichever way you want to look at it. And Skinner's still trying to find himself. So uh, I don't know if he, he looks so much on Skinner not being as good as Vasilevsky. I do believe Skinner would... Uh, the, the fourth and fifth goals, Skinner's been stopping those as of late. Now, that was a great play by Kucherov. And that was a good shot by Stamkos. But it's tough when the goalie in the other end is making those saves. And I know that we're going to hear Skinner talk early, later in this program. And I know he's probably not going to be happy with the way he played. But I don't think you're going to be too hard on the fact that he's been very, very good of late. And tonight, the Edmonton Oilers, because of Vasilevsky, allowed the Tampa Bay Lightning to hang around. The Tampa Bay Lightning, when they hang around hockey games, they find a way to, find, to, to win. And our good friend Jack Michaels sent me a text in the last two games, the two games the Oilers have played against the Lightning this year, the Lightning have outscored them 9-2 to in the third period. Yeah. So that's, you're allowing a team to hang around. They've got players that can put the puck in the net. I'll just, I'm keeping an eye on the game sheet here. It's now been updated to give the Oilers 57 shots, <laughs> which would be a team record. They probably, re, I would guess they rewatched the final two minutes. <laughs> and all those, all those jam plays. So if that doesn't get adjusted, it's now 53 saves for Vasilevsky. He'll be happy it's about been that. Somewhere it's changed from 50 to 51 to 53, and that would that would be a team record for shots on goal for the Oilers in a game. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. But the Lightning win at 7-4. So now, so the shots were at the moment they're 57-24. So Skinner allows two 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 empty net goals. So Skinner allows five goals on 22 shots. Yep, he so, was. So you were you were talking about the fourth and fifth goals specifically. Yep. Um, I don't know. I didn't think he looked tired. I, 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 I don't would, think he's I would, tired. I would start him Saturday. Oh, 100% I, I would. Think he, I think he didn't have his best game, and then the guy at the other end was well, otherworldly. Other well, I mean, in a game where if Vasilevsky's not in net and it's just a normal effort by a goal in the other end, the Oilers probably score eight and then win the game 8-4 eight, eight, or maybe, something yeah. like that. So Skinner can have an off night, yet the Oilers played well enough to win. Um, uh, to, I mean, we watched Nurse score the same goal that Stamco scored from distance against Halibut the other night in, in Winnipeg. Those goals sometimes go in. It just magnified 
when you see what's happening in the other end. So Skinner was, this was not his best, best night, but I'd go back with him on Saturday night against the Panthers and then go from there. But no, I don't think it was fatigue. I just think sometimes you have a night that isn't as good as others. So when Kucherov's coming in on that goal, did did CC make an error there? Did Kucherov nope. just beat him as well to, to get to keep working the puck well, toward the net and then slap it in? I mean, CC. I mean, Kucherov just pushed the puck. So CC stopped Kucherov from shooting. Kucherov is 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 slimy. He's coming in there and he's moving all over the place. You can't grab him. You get a penalty. Can't cross check him. You're trying to keep him in front of you. Uh, and that the thing that happened is just like a. Oh, it just worked out so perfectly for Kucherov because the puck just went to that point where Skinner kept, okay, do I, do I poke check now? Do I poke check now? Do I poke check now? And it just got so close that just as he's about to do it, that was when Kucherov got free and was able to pull it past him. I mean, if, if we were the, if this was, if that was Connor McDavid, we wouldn't be talking about Vasilevsky messing up. We would be talking about the brilliance of the goal of Connor McDavid. That was a wonderful play by Kucherov keeping his stick alive the whole time, waiting for that one moment when he can pounce on the puck. Should Skinner have stopped it? He'll say yes, and he probably should have, but sometimes you also got to give credit to the forward. Kucherov made a great play, and at the very end of the day, if you're the defenseman, CeCe, look what he gave up. One-on-one against Kucherov, he gave up a play where Kucherov just pulled a puck. He wasn't able to shoot it because Kucherov, because CeCe didn't allow him to. Yeah, it's, it's too bad we're talking about these the, the goals Skinner gave up because... He allowed too early, one on the power play by Stamkos, that maybe the only person who would have stopped that was Vasilevsky, the way yeah. he's playing tonight. Uh, scramble the, for the second goal that you thought was goalie interference, or maybe the other yeah. should have challenged. So, I thought they should have. And then Skinner made that huge save on Hagel late in the second period. He stopped Sorelli from in tight about four minutes uh, into the third period. Then Stamkos does tie it, and, and then point shot over the net on a two-on-one. And, it went, and I thought, okay, this is going to be the Oilers' night. There's, I agree. Because Skinner did make those two or three big saves. Lightning missed a couple chances that you thought they should have finished. Yep. And I'm thinking, okay, the Oilers are going to keep going here and, and break through, but didn't work out that way. No, it, it didn't. Well, the, the Stamkos one where he hit out of the air, that's, I mean, that's just world-class talent. I mean, St- Steven Stamkos has been scoring goals for, for years in this league. Um... Yeah, I agree. The, the, to me, when the score was 3-2 at the beginning of the third period, the Oilers had a number of chances to extend it to four. And Vasilevsky just kept making these saves that you didn't think he could. And to me, there was a play that, on the goal that Kucherov scored just before that. And again, Kucherov did not have a strong night. Uh, having said that, his stats went from, he at one point on the stats, he'd had one goal. Now it's gone up to a goal yeah, and two a assists. Lot, a lot of stats updates tonight <laughs> yeah. with all the goals. All, all the, the goals shots. late. But... Before he scored the goal, the Oilers were all over Tampa. And it was the Dreisaitl, Fogel, Yanmark line. And they had chance after chance. And the puck bounced free. Vasilevsky was out of the play because he had swam to the other side. Wide open net. Leon Dreisaitl's coming in to throw it into an empty net. And Kucherov came back and got his stick over top of Dreisaitl's, not allowing him to get the puck on net. And that was the first time I'd seen a real positive play by Kucherov in the game. 20 seconds later, he makes the end-to-end rush, and that's what great players do, uh, is they, even on nights where they don't have their best, they find a way to do something special, and Kucherov did do something special when he scored that fourth goal. So he winds up with three points. McDavid had two. Leon Dreisaitl did not have a point tonight. So five total points for those guys. I set the line at six and a half 
for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Robert took the under, so he gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. The Lightning beat the Oilers 7-4. Steven Stamkos had four goals. Well, yeah, he got three in the third period. <laughs> he got the late empty netter to get his fourth goal, so the Oilers' eight-game win streak comes to an end tonight. Um, what's, what's going on in your mind with to some extent, Dreisaitl, and then Brown, and then even I'll throw Kane in there. Now, Kane hasn't been skating much on practice days, if at all. A so we think he might be banged up. Yeah, a little noticeable. Um, I, I think Kane, Brown, and Dreisaitl had a slow a slow go. And uh, I, I think Brown, offensively right now, is not where he needs to be to play with Leon Dreisaitl. They've liked keeping Brown and Kane together, so... When they made the switch, they put Leon with Fogel and Yanmark, and I thought they created a number of chances. The problem is you got Fogel, who's not a goal scorer, and you got Yanmark, who's not a goal scorer, and you got Leon, who's a passer. So he, they're going to create a number of opportunities. They're just not going to that. There was the one where Fogel to Dreisaitl to Yanmark. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's normally, all right, counted, it's a goal, but he's, Leon's now playing with guys that aren't, I mean, known, they're not known to score 35 goals a, a year. Kane and Brown... Now Brown's struggling, and they're playing with McLeod, who offensively has done nothing all season. So now you got Kane there like, okay, I just went out from having Leon. Now I'm playing with two guys that are struggling offensively. Uh, I, I think I would have Kane and Leon back together and then maybe put Fogel with the two of them. I, would, I think I would make a line. You have to get your second line going, and it hasn't been going for a while. Have, you could hide it for a while because the team kept winning, but they need, when you start playing against the better teams in the National Hockey League, you have to have two good lines. And Leon's too good to not be contributing on a nightly basis at the points per game that he's used to. So the Oilers lose 7-4. That means a $400 donation to 630 Sands Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They give 100 bucks every time the Oilers score. Don't forget, this uh, Saturday and Sunday is delivery day for 630 Sands Anonymous. If you'd like to volunteer as a uh, driver or a porter or find out how uh, else you could help out go to santasanonymous.ca all right you're going to hear from Stuart skinner and we'll get to some of your reaction as well the oilers win streak ends tampa bay takes it 7-4 this is heartland ford overtime open line oilers hockey is brought to you by the butcher shop at friesen brothers this is the heartland ford overtime open line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad. Behind the net to Kucherov. Kucherov will get it in front of the net to Higgle. Oh, and a save by Skinner as he got it with his blocker. The puck in the left wing corner. Well, that was a big save by Stuart Skinner late in the second period. His save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Unfortunately, he needed to make a couple more in the third as the Oilers lose 7-4 to the Lightning. Here's Skinner. You can, Stu, just, I mean, take us through the last two there, kind of what you saw and, and how you felt about them. Yeah, uh, obviously don't feel good about them. Um, yeah, the puck was bobbling on Cooch's. Uh, I went for it, and uh, kind of at that exact time, he pulled it and put it in five hole. Uh, obviously, it doesn't look great, so, um, yeah, and then after that, Stammer uh, came in, and, I mean, I'm not going to make any excuses, so... Um, move on and work forward. Do you, do you think that the first one of those caused the second one? 
you, you know what I mean? Did you think about the first one too long and the second one's passion? Uh, no, I think I do a pretty good job at kind of getting back into the zone. I know that uh, I still got a job to do. It's a one-goal game. Uh, and, like, what you saw happen was we ended up scoring. And if I wasn't able if I was able to make that last save, you know, we might still be playing right now. So, um, but, no, I that wasn't an issue. Sorry, does Stamkos hat-trick goal, did that go off anything? Did that change directions on you? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to look back at it. You guys have <clears throat> earned a... I don't want to say breathing room, but losses don't have to be as heavy as maybe they were before. You've earned some, too, with, with your play lately. Is it important to kind of keep that in mind, you know, with this loss tonight, that it's not necessarily as acute as it was before? Yeah, I think that I think the guys played a heck of a game. I, I don't think anybody in this room should be upset except for me, to be honest. Uh, I think that I, uh, I ended up kind of losing us the game. Um, and that's, uh, that's something that I'll take on, um, and I'll be better for it. But I think these guys in here should all be very happy with how they played. They were, uh, they were fantastic. Yeah, Leon said you would probably win that game eight or nine times out of ten, right? So that, I'm sure that's a lot of solace for you guys to take forward, right? Yeah, Vasi was also incredible. Uh, it was my first time playing against them, and it was uh, pretty spectacular what he was doing. Um, and, yeah, I thought... I thought I think Leo uh, said it really well. I think you know these guys should all be very happy about it. You play the position, you understand it obviously better than most. What is it about from your vantage point watching that makes Vasilevsky so good? What do you respect about his game as a goalie? I, uh, I respect a lot about uh, him as a goalie. Yeah, he's obviously the best in the world. Um, at the game uh, as a goalie right now and he he's so athletic uh, he competes so hard um, I think he's just he's able to make the easy saves he's really really good at making the difficult saves too um, but yeah his flexibility his capability to compete uh, it's quite impressive to see uh, especially for a guy his size you talk about you know, I mean, how many guys stand there and say, I cost the team the game here. It's part of being a goalie, I guess. And just be part of the job. How big, it, how important is it to be good at that part of the job, too? Yeah, I think you got to take ownership when, uh, when you need to. Um, I know, obviously, as a goalie, I have opportunities to help us win games, and I also have uh, some, sometimes I end up losing the game um, for the guys. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those roles. Um, and I, uh, I picked that role because I love it. So I'm going to keep on loving that. And uh, this is only going to make me better. So, um, yeah, is what it is. It's maybe a little cathartic. Or, you know, it's, you know, instead of letting it fester, you just say, hey, didn't have a great one. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I thought, like, in the first two periods, I thought I was doing pretty good. Like, I thought I made some good saves. But, obviously, the third period, you don't want it to be like that. So, um, yeah, same thing. Like, I know that I can make those saves, um, and I will do that next time. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of one of those where you you learn from your mistakes, you move on. Not a lot of, I mean, you know, not a lot of time to sit back and rest on laurels, but eight in a row is pretty good. What do you guys kind of look back on in your streak and take forward and get some balls? Yeah, I think... Uh, I think um, just how we kept on winning, uh, you know, being able to get eight, eight in a row is a very tough thing to do in the NHL. Um, and keeping that mentality, even though we lost the game, I think, uh, um, you know, wins or losses, is, you know, we can just stay the same, stay even keel, um, stay level-headed and, um, you know, keep on doing our best to win games. Um, and I know, I know that this group will do that. All right, that's Stuart Skinner after the loss, which he's taking on his shoulders. 7-4 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. His record now 11 Eight and one on the season. 
Well, he's been a stand-up guy um, since he's been up here. He's been honest with his assessment of his games. There's been games where uh, he thought he played better than the stats showed, and there's been games where he's come out and said, okay, I, I got to be better. Um, I can say this with 100% certainty. Uh, it's always a, a team win or a team loss. Um, anytime a goal goes in, other things happen before that that could have been played better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in this game, Stuart Skinner wasn't as good as Vasilevsky. And again, I will say this, and I've said it many, many times, hockey is the, the only sport that I know of where one player can dictate the outcome more than any other sport. A great goaltender. This was a game the Oilers were the better team, by far, in every aspect of it, except for goaltending. And that goaltender won a hockey game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Stuart Skinner, I don't think Stuart Skinner lost the game for the Oilers. I think Vasilevsky won the game for the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning. I, I think Skinner didn't have his best game. Nope. I also think if Skinner had played average, they still might have lost. Yep, that's how good Vasilevsky, so, Vasilevsky was but, that good. I mean, it's one of those games, as, as we talked about, Bob, Bob Stoffer said it right after the game. Vasilevsky led in four goals, and he was the first star, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. Very, very rarely does a, a goalie let in four, and anyone have uh, is getting anywhere close to a sniff of getting a star in a hockey game. Vasilevsky was that good in this hockey game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, very fortunate to come out of this with two points. Vasilevsky, first star, Stamco, second star, Nugent Hopkins with a goal and two assists. The third star, the fourth star for Janadel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. I'll split it between Bouchard and McDavid, who both get two points and extend their point streak. Streaks, I should say. Uh, McDavid now at 11 games. Bouchard now at 13 games. Hey, well, you know what? Bouchard, a wonderful play at the end of the game. The Nugent Hopkins goal. Uh, when they pulled within one, and you're thinking, oh my goodness, they, maybe they can find a way to win this hockey game. That was a great play and great deflection by Nugent Hopkins, but really nice heads-up play by Bouchard finding the stick of Nugent Hopkins. You weren't going to beat Vasilevsky on direct shots today. You needed to deflect them, in, and Nugent Hopkins did a good job. Just want to update the scoreboard here for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Seattle blowing out Chicago tonight 7-1 I just want to double did Yamamoto get a hat trick got the first two goals I saw the first two he hadn't had one again no he did not no. but still Yamo two goals uh, Canucks lead the Panthers 4-0 in the third Panthers here on Saturday the Blues beat the Senators 4-2 Rob Jordan Cairo tearing up in his postgame media comments yeah it's, it's blowing up all over Twitter now Kairou, a, a fantastic young hockey player that uh, he and Craig Berube did not get along great, the coach of the St. Louis Blues who was just fired. In an interview, they asked him about Berube and he said, I had no comment. He's not my coach anymore. And for some reason, the St. Louis Blues fans didn't like that response. And in St. Louis, on home ice, in a game that St. Louis won, Jordan Kairou was bur- bur- uh, booed every time he touched the puck. And they asked him about it after the game, and he teared up as he was talking about how hard it was for him. Uh, I've, I've said it a million times. I don't understand booing. I never have, nor would I allow my kid to do it. I know that it's, it's something that happens, but this is a, a young hockey player that's doing his best. And in a game that they win, and uh, we've seen here in Edmonton a couple players that have been booed out of town. I don't think the St. Louis Blues want to boo Jordan Kyrie out of town. He is a talented hockey player that makes that team better. The Wild beat the Flames 3-2 in a shootout. Calgary not happy with the game-deciding goal by Zuccarello. Vladar went for the poke check, and the puck chipped off his stick, and then Zuccarello 
put it in. So and, and the, basically the league ruled it was not a rebound and it was not a it was not a shot and a save by Vladar. So they say the puck was still alive even though the goaltender touched it. Again, I don't completely understand the rules. I always thought that if a goalie touched a puck on in a shootout, that the play was dead. Uh, I'm once again I found myself on the wrong side of a an opinion, and I thought that would be no goal, but I can see the Calgary Flames not being very happy as they end up losing the hockey game. Uh, the Minnesota Wild playing good hockey right now after they, after they made their coaching change. They've uh, very good defensive hockey right now, and they are moving up in the standings as well. Also, uh, the Athletics' Michael Russo reporting that Wild GM Bill Guerin was uh, subject to an external investigation after there was a human resources complaint against him alleging verbal abuse in the workplace uh now the uh they determined garen uh did not commit a fireball offense uh, assistant gm chris o'hearn after a separate investigation into a code of conduct violations has uh him and the team have parted ways so probably more to come still with that story the maple leafs came back from a five nothing deficit lost in overtime to the blue jackets six five a lot of stories tonight eh? hurricanes beat the red wings 2-1 flyers beat the capitals 4-3 in a shootout i honestly have no idea what happened in this game in that game there could have been a bench clearing brawl for all, all i know we, we do have to give credit though to john shannon yeah who that's on amazing. air on air tonight we were watching the game in here and columbus was up three nothing john said game ain't over it was up four nothing nope game ain't over it went to five nothing after two and john shannon said i've seen columbus play too many times this year a five nothing lead is not a safe lead for columbus and sure enough the toronto maple leafs come back and score five straight in the third period in the nfl tonight the raiders beat the chargers 63 21 it was 42 nothing at halftime and then they put in all their scrubs and backup players and yeah, only scored probably. 21 in the second half. That is unbelievable in the NFL. 780-496-0063 is the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. We have Derek on the line. Derek, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Oh, hey, guys. Um... I just want to make an analogy to uh, this year's team from the 2016. And in 2006, that was a really good hockey team. And it got kind of slammed a little bit, like for scratching into the playoffs. And, and that team won a lot of games in spite of goaltending, lost a lot of games because of goaltending. And I think this year's team is the same thing. I think this, like, we got a really good team, and we're, when we win, it's in spite of goaltending. We never win because of goaltending. And when we lose, it's typically because of goaltending. Uh, I don't know. I, I your opinions, your opinion. I think that's oversimplifying it. I, and Skinner had won seven straight games before this. With a, played really well. With the goals against average around two. Is he an elite goaltender in the league? Not no. yet. Nope. No. But um, I think there have been some games in which the Oilers have outshot teams and, mm -hmm. and not been able to, to figure it out. There have been some good goaltending performances against them. Um, this is the first off game that Skinner's yeah. had in over a month. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand his argument. I don't think it's a strong... I, I personally don't think it's strong enough to say this is like the 2016. 
Well, the 2016 barely made it into the playoffs. The best thing, I followed, I was living in Lloyd, but I still followed the Oilers. A lot of people thought that team was craptacular or underachieving until they got Rollison, and now they're and remembered even, in Oilers lore. And even with Rollison, they still needed well, yeah, a lot of people didn't believe in luck. lore. A lot of people didn't believe in Rollison. Yeah, a, lot that's of people, true. a lot of people said, we're not going to win with this guy. We traded a first-round pick for you know him when they really, the series. You know when they really believed that they needed Rollison was when he got hurt in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Then they realized how yeah. important Rollison I, was. I, I think we'll see how this season goes. I don't, I don't know. I think it's too early, personally, for comparisons to that team. But uh, well, I, I'm, honestly, sure Derek, I'm sure Derek can make that argument I think to his this, co-workers tomorrow and say that idiot Reed disagreed with me. <laughs> no, he, no one would call you an idiot. I think, well, honestly, I think this team's better than the 2016. Well, the high-end talent yes. is no... Not even close, no. All right, we got Matthew on the Certainty Hotline as well. Hi, Matthew, go ahead. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. I just have a question for Rob. Yep. When do you think we're going to draft the proper Russian goaltender? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a great point. There's a. It's funny when I know that my son and I, we follow, or we're looking at all the different teams, if they do a World Cup or if there was an Olympics, and it's one, okay, who's the... Canadian goaltenders and you're searching to find three Canadian goaltenders and then you go to the Russian team like they're going to be cutting really really good goaltenders I don't know what they do in Russia to create the the, the goaltending stream that they have but yes 100% there are a lot of great Russian goaltenders throughout the National Hockey League um, I mean here's the, here's the thing the 2012 draft which is not remembered as a spectacular draft I mean there were some busts, including Yakupov at the top. Some other guys, you know, in the top in the first round who didn't do much. Like, but if you redraft that draft, does Vasilevsky go first overall? Yes. I mean, Philip Forsberg's the leading scorer from that draft. I'd, be, I'd, sooner have, fantastic. I'd sooner have Vasilevsky. Well, Vasilevsky, yeah, absolutely, you would. He he's won two Stanley Cups yeah. on his back. He's a fantastic goaltender. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a really good point. Um, I don't know if I would draft a. I don't know if a Russian forward be. It would be my, my choice as a first overall pick, but I would certainly look at a Russian goaltender because the the track record of Russian goaltenders in this league has been fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean the 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 redraft uh, argument is always a fun one, but I, I to me it's that might be an obvious one in 2012. <laughs> where did Vasilevsky go? Nineteenth. So he still went, the, which is actually relatively rare for a goalie to go that goalie. high. Because what was the year Kosa and. Um, Oh, yeah, Askarov. They both went in the first round. And that was, oh, man, two in the first round, you know. But, I mean, he's an incredible player. Oh, I mean, this to me, this is what Vaskaleski, and I mean, just, I know Oilers fans are upset at Skinner and we're going to get all the, the goaltending comments again. But to me, what Vasilevsky did to the Oilers tonight is what... McDavid does to teams when yep. the Oilers win 5-3 and he gets four points. And yep. other teams are thinking, well, we've actually we did everything good. right. Yep. And and he beat us. No, oh, yeah, he, he Vasilevsky is a superstar. 100% he's a superstar in the National Hockey League. And tonight, the Edmonton Oilers saw that firsthand. 7-4 Tampa Bay wins it whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630shed.com that allows you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village now open for lunch at Edmonton South, West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.com. CA. All right, we'll get uh, a couple more phone calls and uh, we'll try to uh, wrangle some more reaction from the Oilers dressing room. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live.
Official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chan. The blue line to dry saddle comes across the line, being badgered on the play, but to Nugent Hopkins. Now over to Bouchard. Hit shot scores! Evan Bouchard hammers one from the point. Hyman was right at the side of the net. Zach Hyman scores again. He is on pace for 51 goals, his 17th of the season. That was a power play goal. The Oilers went two for four on the power play. They also scored a shorthanded goal. Tampa Bay one for two on the power play. A lot of talent out there <laughs> on the ice for these two power plays, courtesy Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports. Four locations across Alberta or online at conlonmotorsports.ca. Uh, I got to apologize to this guy because I think he was actually the first caller, and I... Marco, I put your name uh, in the wrong order on the list, so thanks for holding. Go ahead. Not a problem at all. Um, I'm just wondering, obviously you guys said that Kane might be a little bit banged up. Um, he's missed a couple practices. Now, if somebody is a little bit banged up, could you see us maybe making a move, calling someone up from the farm and bringing him up for a couple games like a Kajula or yeah. a Lavoie again. The only problem is uh, you, you. We've got the others have no money. You'd have to deactivate. You'd have Kane or, Kane, or where, You'd have to put someone on the IR. You can't just call someone up to play unless you put someone on the IR, which means they have to miss a certain amount of days or games. So you can't just if a guy's banged up for a game or two, you can't bring someone up. The others have no free space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still playing. He, he. I, I, I think he's only. I'm trying to think. I think he's only practiced once on this homestand. I'm trying to think. Which tends to Almost think that there's something a little yeah. off, but he, he's playing. I can tell you this, that no player, unless he is <laughs> in a cast or something, and even then he'll find a way to play. Kane's not pulling himself out of the lineup, but no, the others can't pull anyone up simply because they got no money. Thank you, guys. Yeah, see you, Marco. Thanks for calling. 780-496-0063. Uh, let's quickly go down to the dressing room. Here's Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl. Through, you threw it down at him, Leon. Is it just a case of uh, getting goalie a little bit here tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he was obviously uh, feeling it tonight. So, um, yeah, thought for the most part, we played played a solid game. Uh, obviously, gave up a couple too many goals, but um, you know, I thought we were uh, the better team and probably deserved to win. But um, it's you know, obviously, not the way the the league works. You when you win eight in a row. But the ninth one, you still feel like you should have won. Like, it's not like you get satisfied. So. Yeah, that's... <laughs> sorry. Um, that's a that's a positive, right? I see that as a positive. Um, you know, probably should have won this game tonight. Didn't. Um, move on. Uh, regroup and, and, you know, go back at it on Saturday. Is that the positive, really, Leon, when you look at how well your team's played, that this wasn't a game where you maybe just took your foot off the gas and lost? Like, you, know, you had pedaled down all night and probably maybe yeah. could add a lot more goals. Yeah, for sure. Created a lot more chances. Um, but, again, played a really good game. I mean, I, I, eight times out of ten, nine out of ten, you probably win that game, right? So, um, you know, obviously they, they're an experienced team and they, they capitalize in, in the third. So, um, sometimes you got to, you know, tip your cap, I guess. From your vantage point on the <laughs> And then, like, what is it about Vasilevsky that makes him so good that maybe impresses you just as a shooter? Uh, I think he just reads the play really well. Um, 
you know, I think his technique is, of course, incredible. There's so many things he does really well, but I think just the way he anticipates and, and reads the play is, is uh, obviously probably the best in the league. So, um, yeah, definitely ran into him tonight. Yeah, good, good question and answer there. And I guess a reminder that good goalies make saves before the shot comes yep. if they're that good at reading the play. And the best example of that tonight was the one-timer that Leon had on the power play where Vasilevsky, he read the play was going there and he threw his six-foot-four frame over there and got a piece of it. Uh, sometimes you tip your hat. To, to someone on the other team that does something special. And tonight, it's funny, a guy scores four goals, Stamkos, but we've barely talked about right. him. It's the Vasilevsky show tonight. And, uh, I, I, and again, as a team, you try to have a standard of how you want to play. And I think, for the most part, the Edmonton Oilers hit that standard tonight. The way they played tonight, they will win 80% of their games. And that is a pretty good uh, uh, outcome. So, uh, you know, they lost. You go back to the drawing board. Okay, can we do a little bit better? But lack of effort was not a problem for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. I remember when Cam Talbot was here, there was a game he allowed a goal. The opposition made a, a, a nice passing play, and a guy basically got an open net to slide it into, and Talbot was talking. I think he might have been off mic. He was just talking about some of the plays and goals in the game, and somebody said to him, well, you didn't have a chance on that one, so you can't really be upset about it. And Talbot said, no, I am upset about that one because I misread the play. And mm-hmm. so he said, he said I, I was looking, leaning left, puck came to my right. I can't get there. Guy's got an open net. But he actually said, I should have saw that that's likely where the puck was going to go. Well, Jonathan Quick was one of the best I've ever seen, and I heard him talk, talk about it where yeah. he talked, I've got to read the play, and if, if I'm diving, it means I messed up somewhere else. Yeah, so the, these goaltenders, they read the play, uh, and they know where they're supposed to be or where it should be going. And that's why sometimes when a goaltender all of a sudden gets completely baffled on someone when a player muffs a shot, it's because he wasn't going there. That was a mistake a where that point. puck went. Yeah. So sometimes you'll see that happen. 7-4, the Lightning beat the Oilers tonight, so their record goes to 14-12-5. The Oilers sink back down to 513-13-1. We have Abbas on the Certainty Hotline. Abbas, go ahead. Hey guys, tough loss. This Vissy was really good in that, but the thing is that what I what I like about Skinner uh, tonight is he owned it. Like he played amazing. You know, it's it's hard for players to admit defeat, but I don't think he was defeated. The thing is, the owners will bounce back from this, and the thing. What I learned from tonight is Oilers can beat a tough team no matter what. No matter how they win, no matter how they lose. This team is going to learn from this experience and they will shine in the next game. And I'm still pulling in for them because they are they have so much adversity in that dressing room. And well, I mean, we, sorry, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they, I mean, they've played well over the last nine games. Uh, yep. So, yeah, this the, again, like you said, Rob, it wasn't the effort. It wasn't lack of, I mean, flashing back to some of the losses were to Philadelphia and even a couple to Vancouver where it's like, did they have a scoring chance? I mean, they had numerous scoring chances. Well, and even tonight. the two goals, the fourth and fifth goals tonight that were scored, there were not defensive miscues on that that they went in. I mean, they just, the goalie got beat on two shots that he normally saved. So it wasn't like they gave up the odd man rush on either one of those plays. Yeah. Uh, 
The Oilers fell behind early in this one. I mean, that didn't help either. We're going way back to the beginning of the game. Now, Drysaddle takes a penalty in the first minute. Stamp goes, scores on the... So, even that, if the first period's scoreless, and then the Oilers are up 3 nothing after 2, you know, or if they're up 3-1 after 2, I mean, who knows? Hey, oh. so we pay a lot of attention to the third period, but, you know, things happened earlier that the Oilers were trying to get... And the one thing... Had to get tie it up and then take the lead. And the one thing, though, nowadays in the National Hockey League, no lead is safe. Oh. I mean, we saw the Leafs in Columbus, 5 nothing down. They score 5 in the third. Uh, there's no... The, the NHL is a different league than it was 10 years ago. 2 nothing lead means nothing because you're one power play away from being a one-goal hockey game. So uh, the Oilers played good tonight. They just did not... Saul Vasilevsky. And the funny thing is, though, they just won eight in a row. They just lost a game they should have won. But now, all of a sudden, you got a little bit of pressure. You're playing a good Florida team on Saturday. If you don't win that game, you just lost two in a row, and you're going for three tough games on the road. So it's amazing in this National Hockey League when things go a little sideways, how all of a sudden the pressure just quickly turns. We should talk about so many goals today. <laughs> That, that was a great shorthanded goal by all three guys involved early in the second period. It, it was. Um, Ryan makes a nice play, uh, winning a battle. Nugent Hopkins makes a beautiful pass. He, he just put it in an area where he knew Nurse could get into. And again, Darnell Nurse is playing his best hockey uh, that he possibly for in his entire time with with the Oilers. And he's not jumping up all the time. He's jumping up at the right times. And he reads a play and he beat five Tampa Bay Lightning. And just went in on a breakaway. And at that point, Vasilevsky looked unbeatable. And Darnell Nurse went in and scored a goal. Huge goal at that moment, which started an absolute rout for the Edmonton Oilers in the second period. Yeah, they had an incredible second period. Probably just needed another one. Yep. You know, again, 4-2 after two might have made the difference. So the Lightning win at 7-4. Stamkos had three goals. The, the shots here... Stamkos had four goals. What did I say? Three. He had four. Oh. Don't, don't you sell short. Yeah, That's sorry. his first Jeez. ever four-goal game. I can't I messed it up because, yeah, I, I had that stat that was his first four-goal game. I, sometimes You're I, the one that told me that. Sometimes I miss the empty netters, everybody. I'm oh, sorry. You're like Ally Afredi. You don't, you, that's, you don't want an empty net. Did you ever see the breakaway he had on an empty net? Did went down and used to shoot? No, he went and put it, he pushed it in the corner. He just went down on a breakaway on an empty net, pushed in the corner, and he's made kind of a crude comment that, yeah, I don't score empty net goals. So the stats now, they haven't changed for a while, are 57-24, the shots on goal for Edmonton. So that's 53 saves for Vasilevsky, and it is a team record for shots on goal by the Oilers, eclipsing the old one of uh, 56, which was uh, a little over 10 years ago. Before we go tonight, here's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Ryan, um, did a lot of things well in that game. Just the result you wanted. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously disappointed uh, not to get the two points. Um, I thought we worked all game, and uh, I mean, they obviously uh, have some skilled players that uh, when they get opportunities, uh, they can make them count. <coughs> did you feel, is there some of the goals, what did you like, I guess, maybe from your standpoint on their goals? Uh, I mean, it's tough to say at this point. Uh, obviously, go back and go back and watch uh, uh, the last few there, but um, obviously we were push, push, and uh, I think we had some great looks. Uh, and I mean, uh, Vasilevsky uh, made some big saves for them um, <clears throat> where we thought uh, they could have went in for us. So I think we got one or two. Um, we kind of put them away. Is that just a world-class goaltender at his best? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely one of the best uh, um, in the world, and uh, obviously was was feeling tonight. When you're peppering a goal like that, and you know he's making those saves, 
does, does it ever get to the point where you feel like, man, like, this isn't our night at all? Like, you can't push. You did score four, but we could have had eight or nine. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think you just want to keep peppering them because I mean. They're, uh, odds are eventually uh, you're going to break them down. So um, I thought we did a great job of sticking with it and continue to shoot the puck, continue to get uh, uh, guys around there and uh, get those second, third whacks. But um, obviously just uh, one too short tonight. All right, that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who did have three points tonight, but the Oilers fall 7-4 to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Bouchard extending his point streak to 13. McDavid extending to 11. But that's it for the Oilers' eight-game winning streak. They'll try to get a new one going on Saturday. That game presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers hosting the Florida Panthers, 6.30 for the face-off show. Puck drop at 8 here on 6.30 Jet. Get more on this game on 6.30Jet.com, globalnews.ca. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30 Jet. We've been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.